I'm Ashley Aiken. And I'm Chris Cerna. The wedding industry has unintentionally perpetuated a culture of chasing perfection at the cost of your relationships and mental peace. We know this because we've spent a combined 16 years photographing weddings. Together, we dive into the silent struggles of the modern engaged couple, like you. Our goal is to empower you to pop that perfection bubble, embark on the journey of self-awareness, forge your own wedding planning path, and and ultimately ultimately cultivate cultivate a healthy healthy and and thriving marriage. marriage. Welcome to the Bridal Breakdown Podcast. How are you doing, Ashley? I am good. How are you doing, Chris? I am doing great. And do you want to know why I'm doing great? I do. I, I do. I We just launched the podcast last week. And so it went live. And uh, I'm just super excited. We have been getting all of the messages all of the DMs, all of the texts, and it's just been so, so, so encouraging. Encouraging <sighs> is you... a freaking perfect word for that. I like Beforehand, you just don't know how people are going to receive it. And we've been planning right. for so long. Is this going to be received the same way that we believe it needs to be? Like This is such an important message to be heard in general that people feel alone in their struggles of wedding planning and like they don't have somewhere to turn or that something is wrong with them because they're not feeling as good as they think they should be. And to receive the messages we've been receiving is like, okay, like this is the right thing to do. This definitely was 100% the right move. We followed our gut intuition. We started this podcast on mental health for brides. I've just been so shocked. Okay, so do you watch The Office? I mean, here and there, I'm not obsessed with The Office. My husband's okay. obsessed with The Office. There's an episode where Michael leaves Dunder Mifflin and he goes to start a paper company. Have you ever seen that one? Yes. Oh okay. my gosh, yes. Do you remember when him and Pam, like they're in the kitchen and he's making pancakes and she's like, do you want breakfast? He's asked her if he, if she wants breakfast and she's like, no, it's okay. I'm good. And then he's got like a stack of like 70 pancakes there. And yes. he's like, well, I think we should just keep cooking. And basically <laughs> he's just like cooking and cooking and cooking. Cause he doesn't, they haven't started yet. That's how it kind of felt like over the last seven months. Like we've been cooking pancakes and like we need to launch this bad boy. And so yeah. it just feels good to, to have done it. It's launched. It's out there. It's in the world and people are going to be receptive to it or they already are receptive to it. Yeah. And yep. They're sitting there listening to it right now. They're like, we are here. You're here. The podcast is here. Yeah. I needed so it. So I know that we put lots of time into the website. If you guys have not checked out our website yet, go ahead and go do so. You can find it at thebridalbreakdown.com. And uh, there's lots of great information there. I know Ashley put a ton of time into the copy that went on that page. She is so good uh, with words and yeah, and typing all that stuff up. So she did that, and then I was doing design stuff. So we put a ton of time into that, and I'm happy with it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I actually just remembered that I wanted to share something with you, Chris. We were talking about the messages that we've been getting and the encouragement that we've been getting and people feeling like they're resonating. And so I wanted, I actually received a voice memo, like a voice message from somebody who listened to the podcast, and I wanted to share it with you. Oh, heck yeah. Let me hear it. I'm okay. so excited. I just feel like other people are like, oh my gosh, this was me as I was listening to that episode about wedding planning sucking. (laughs) Okay. So I'm only like 15 minutes in. You're like, 
is there anything fun about wedding planning? And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, there's got to be something. And I'm trying to rack my brain, rack my brain. I'm like, oh, duh, dress shopping. That was fun. And then I remember day two of dress shopping, and I remembered how unfun it was, and I was sobbing, having anxiety, had to go have a drink because I was so stressed out. So there you go, ding, 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 nothing fun. Is that not nothing hilarious and awful? Fun. Oh man! But it is. It's like you don't you. Go, they go through this process and they're thinking, "Is something wrong with me because I'm not enjoying this, or because this is stressful?" Yeah. And all, so many people are just probably sitting there, like, "You're right. Like I'm not really having very yeah. much fun right now." Yeah. So, oh my gosh. And, and that's the thing is that we've we've gotten you, that was a cool voicemail to hear, and then we've gotten messages that are saying the same thing, and so feels like we have discovered a space that needs to be talked about. We were right with our gut, like you said, and we're here here we are to fulfill that. So thank you to everyone who's supported us and just been super excited. We are just getting this thing started and there is so much more. We have huge plans with this podcast. So we cannot wait to share those with you guys. But Ashley, it's been a minute since we've talked. I know. Like, we took a little break, hiatus, I went out of town. Yeah, like the shooting the shit, like uh, there's been so much that's happened. Uh, I know that you had even, you were out of town and then you weren't feeling good and then you got back and then you had to catch up on K&B work and you know, I'm over here doing the same thing, hustling. I got another business that I'm starting, Livestream Wichita. We're live streaming funerals and and weddings and all sorts of things Um, and so working on that thing as well as podcast stuff as well as Chris Cerna stuff Um, but amidst all the hustle and bustle, I have two things that I want to share with you. One of them is funny, and one of them is a life event that happened. Which one do you want to hear life first? Life event. Life event. Okay. So uh, this may have been two weeks ago, but Lara broke her tooth. She, what? Yeah, it like shattered in half. That happens? Yeah. I mean, I guess so. So here is, now I'm going to have to go look up what the actual phrase is. I know I have it written down. But so here's what happened. She went to, we had planned a nice family day. We were going to go to the zoo. Um, It was just going to be a really, really good day. And we got up, had breakfast as a family. And she is, she went to go take a bite of her chip. And, and it's just like, a, it's not even a hard chip. It was literally like a Lay's potato chip <laughs> and not the hard kind. And she chewed it and then she was like, what the heck is this? And she spits out half of a tooth. What? It was like In one of her- ever living heck? Oh my gosh. She was like, I was like, what is that? Like at first we thought maybe it was a tooth that was in the bag of chips. That <laughs> was oh. like somebody else's tooth. But no, it was her, it was her tooth. So long story short, we ended up, we still went to the zoo because it didn't hurt at all. Like she wasn't in any pain. Wait, it wasn't wait, bleeding. Wait, everybody is wondering, where yeah. is this tooth? Is it a front tooth? It's, no, it's a back tooth. It's a back tooth. So it's not her last tooth. It's the second to the last tooth on the left side. And so, uh, so that happened and I was kind of freaking out too. I'm terrified of the dentist. Like I've had really bad experiences at the dentist. And so this is going to be embarrassing, but I haven't been to the dentist in like, well, when I moved here was the last time since 2012. I haven't been to the dentist. Ashley Nola is the same way, but she now goes to the dentist. One of our brides was a, she is a dentist and she's a dentist. Oh my gosh. I can't remember the place. It's called like smile or something, but it's specifically like a spa 
like dentist for people who don't oh, like nice. the dentist and it's like very calming and like yeah you're not alone chris that you're is not alone genius that is a genius idea um to have a so so here's what happened to me and then i'll get back to Larry's story i was like seven and i had to get some tooth some teeth pulled i never understand that they're gonna fall out anyways for whatever reason they pulled them oh they, they pulled your baby teeth, teeth. Yeah, oh, that's weird. I, I must have had two cavities. Okay. And so anyways, they went to inject me with not feeling like pain meds. So I oh, numbing stuff. Well, then they start to pull them because they're still in. Like they're not loose or anything. And they went to pull them and I could still feel everything. Like everything. And I was like, I can feel this. This hurts. And then I start crying and I start screaming because I'm obviously in pain at seven. And the dentist starts he looks at me and tells me to shut up. I can't feel anything. I'm lying. I can't feel anything. And there's a team of like five dentists around me uh, while this is going on. Like maybe one dentist and then the assistants, but there's like five people around me holding me down while this person is trying to remove oh this. Oh my gosh. And traumatizing. I can, Legitimate oh traumatizing. So I can feel it all. Okay. This is how traumatizing you it is. You had no support. You had nobody no. like being like, maybe he no. is telling the truth. Yeah, and so because they thought like we we numbed it, I can still taste like the flavor of the gum in like the mold that they did. Like it's it's trauma one hundred percent. And then oh, I you remember mean, like, looking still to up, this day, you can still like yeah to this day. Like when I think of that, I get like this Ooh. memory flavor of it. And then there was one person that was with me. Uh, he was a man. He was next to me trying to calm me down, but being very nice, very calm. This dentist was the only one being the asshole. And then, so this guy had, I'll never forget, like he had dentist, like he had some, um, like some goggles on, but they had like the Power Ranger, a Power Ranger logo on them, like a, the yellow Power Ranger logo on them. And I just, so anyways, all of that to say, I'm terrified of the dentist. I can and, understand why. Yeah. And I have, I've been back mo- a few times in my life, but so we go and we go to the dentist and she gets uh, checked out. And basically what happens was we went that day. We called, booked an appointment two and a half hours later. We're in the dentist's office. She had a vertical root fracture. So, and which is from what the dentist said, one of the few things in dentistry that cannot be fixed. Like they have to completely remove the tooth. So we found out. So looking back on it, what happened was is she had a root canal and crown done when she was like, it was like 16 years ago. And so just over time, since there's no blood flow going to that tooth, the tooth becomes brittle and frail and it just cracked. Like it's not that it was the, the chip that did it. It's just over time, it just got to that point And that was just a little bit amount of pressure that it needed to fall off, um, to crack off. And so now here's the kicker. Uh, number one, we really like this dentist. Like I even felt comfortable and at peace. So I'm probably going to start going to the dentist. You should. Your teeth health Uh, is way uh, more important than you think it is. I know. I know. And I've just been so afraid. And I always have dreams about my teeth falling out. So that's a thing. That is a thing. Like that's that's the thing in the dream world. Yeah. I had one uh, that one time with like all of my teeth fell out and I ended up looking it up on like dream meaning because it was so weird oh god if you've ever had teeth dreams or know anything about dreams or anything like that let us know what that means yeah <laughs> talk to us about teeth follow us on instagram and, and shoot us a the bridal breakdown um the bridal breakdown uh and so anyway so here's the kicker we find out this is going to cost six grand to fix we don't have dental insurance and even if we did it would not cover this 
Unless we have like the best of the best of the best. In right. Which who has the best of the best of the best. Who especially who when you're self-employed. Yeah. So Although that was fun. Dental insurance. Mine is like $14 a month. It's like nothing. But it, pr- it pretty much probably covers cleanings. It covers right? cleanings and like routine maintenance. And yeah. I do think it does cover like part. Like I have to still pay like a part of like my cavities and things like that. Yeah, it's probably like 40% or 50% yeah, or something like something. that. So so this is going to have to be done over a nine-month process. Uh, it can't even be done all at once. And so she, the first part is actually next week, they're going to remove this uh, tooth. And they're just, they're going to saw it out. Like they're going to cut it into pieces and take it out. They're going to give it a bone graft and then she'll come back four months later and then they're going to put the implant in, which is essentially a screw. And then uh, four months after that, they are going to um, then put the crown on it. So she's just going to have like a screw in her mouth. Okay. So get this. So I post this on my personal Instagram and I share this story and I ask people, I have like, I had like eight people message me back. Uh, saying like, number one, that cost sounds right. Like people who are in the dental field that are dental hygienists, dental assistants, like, yeah, I hit my, and I sent like the receipt, like, hey, here's what they quoted us. And a lot of people are like, that's actually a pretty good deal. Like, Oh, because you're like, is this cheap, out of this world? Like, tell me, is this, right, or should I go yeah. somewhere else? And then the other, yeah, then the other thing was people were saying like, yep, yeah, that process sounds right. That's what, what, how it should go. But then there was someone who messaged me and she said that her friend actually, it happened to her. And so it was her front tooth. So she had to go like three or four months without a front tooth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And my mom had this done. And so my mom said that they gave her like a clip in that it like clips into your yeah. mouth that it could go there. But she said it was so annoying to wear that she didn't do it. Wow. So I would imagine maybe that other girl also had it. But it's like, Larry, it could have been yeah. worse. It could have been a front tooth. It was a back tooth. No one can see it. And then... Her brother, I was telling him about this, and she's like, honestly, if it were me and it were my wife, I would just say, can you go without the tooth? So, but then the then there's the whole thing that if you don't do that and you don't replace it, well, then what if it messes up later in the Right, run? right. And it ends up doing other, like causing other damage with your more teeth, teeth shifting. And, fixes mm-hmm. later. So wow. that was <laughs> a pretty big thing that happened. Wow, so no joke journeying through this this little thing and, and going through Holy it. Holy cow, so, nobody can see my we'll eyeballs, see. but they're like huge. That's insane. Yeah. How's that? How's that for trauma? Very, uh, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. And even you talking about your trauma and the more, like I was like, of course it happened when you were a child. That's why you don't like the dentist. It's always oh when you're a child. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. Well, it's you also said that there was so, something else that you wanted to share with me. Yes. So I need to. I wanted to get <laughs> that one out of the way because I figured if there's a good thing and a life event, a the life event was going to be bad. So. Yes. All right. We can. And we can end on a lighter yeah. note. And so. Okay. I just found it. Okay. So I have a friend of mine who we're in a group text and he sends us some screenshots this morning and somebody has texted him with the wrong number. And him being the funny person that he is, is going along with it. So I wanted to, I asked him if I could read this online. He was like, oh my God, please These do These are it. my favorite kind of text message conversations ever. So he gets this conversation, he gets this text message and it says this, distance can never be a barrier. What's most important is that I have your heart with me and you have mine with you too. Love you loads. You're not right. You're not here right now, but you're right here with me, right in my heart. I miss you so much, my king. Good morning. 
my king. Okay, 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 okay. Pause here before you ruin everything for me. I have, I have a question. Yes. My, my initial thought, if I was the one getting this text message, is, are they texting? Is this someone that? Uh, no, I'm like, I'm kind of going more from a sad perspective. Like, what if this is someone they lost and they used to have this phone number and so they text this phone number all the time? And okay, so here's what he thinks. He thinks, oh man, that could be a thing. Well, he's had this number. No, he said he's had this number for a while. Okay, okay. So here's what he thinks. Or he hasn't, he's had his number for a while. So here's what he thinks. He thinks it's either wrong number or someone that he had a fling with that, and he forgot who they are. Like he can't remember who this person is. Oh, so he thinks someone is calling him a king. Yeah, he thinks that this might be someone who either it's the wrong number or it's a girl who has forgotten like that still has feelings for him or something and he doesn't have a Okay, okay, let's go. Okay. Okay, so what was his he response? He thinks it's probably... What a weird text or, to get. He thinks it's probably wrong number. So then, so then uh, he ends up responding. Ellie came in here to show me her I, hair. Yeah, really I'm cute. like, hey, your kids are downstairs. <laughs> if you didn't know that, I can hear them. Yeah, she just came down to show me your hair. It's super, super cute. Cutie. Um, and so then here's what he responds. He says, no distance can keep... Me from my kingdom, your king, crown on my head, scepter in hand, is always inside you. Loads of love from me to you. What? So he makes it, he obviously goes the sexual route. Okay, but also, he's like, should be a copywriter because that was incredible. <laughs> that was an incredible. This, okay, so how does the saga continue? Oh my gosh, there's so much here. So it then goes this on. Person responds, yeah. How are you doing today? What are you up to? <gasps> That's what this person responds. Oh my gosh, this is totally a wrong number. Okay. And then and then he says, not too much so far, thinking about making some coffee and listening to some music. The beat in this song is so sick. And then it's a bill it's a screenshot of a Billie Eilish song, You Should See Me in a Crown. So he's keeping this this, this crown theme. thing going, this king thing. All right, yeah. all right. And then this person says, Wow, sounds good to hear. You occupied my whole heart. heart what in emoji. the ever living? Are you serious? <laughs> And then, and then he says, but can I occupy that whole debit card number for some lunch? <laughs> okay, this guy's funny. Your friend's funny. Oh my gosh. And so he hasn't given an update as to what has been said after okay, that. Okay, so you're just going to have to update us next week on the saga of the king and yeah. the kingdom. And and his maybe prince, maybe princess, who yeah, knows? I don't I know. I don't know either. Could be Good either. Judgment. But I wanted to share that with you guys because I saw that that morning, this morning, and then I had a friend in the group chat. Uh, her response was pretty freaking hilarious to this. I got to go find it really quick. But he sends us this, like, it's super early too. I mean, it was like 8 a.m. that he's getting this. T- well, I guess that's not that early. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I promise it's worth it. Uh, <laughs> she says, "What? What in the cinnamon toast fuck is this? <laughs> Who talks like that?" Hell yes, she's my <laughs> favorite person ever. Yeah, it was so good. So, anyway, and I can be friends. Um, what in the cinnamon toast fuck? Is that what she said? Yeah, what in the cinnamon toast fuck is this? Who talks like you that? You label these explicit, don't you? Yeah, I do. Okay. They're they're labeled this and this is our first one that we've really we really dropped. Dropped the F word. Stuff, I yeah, know, I try. I said what in adults. the ever living and normally I would follow that with an, the F word, but I was trying to be um 
PG. So hell yeah. Anyways, there's a little lighthearted humid. I'll give you guys an update on the king. We'll see what happens and see how this saga continues. But for now, that's where it's unfolding. Hopefully he can figure out who this person is. That's amazing. I love that. Well, (laughs) speaking of engaging with other people we that was matt cutshaw (laughs) he just started talking on my instagram Uh, emo's not dead okay emo's not dead so we have been if you don't follow us on instagram at the bridal breakdown we have been following not following i'm sorry i'm trying to find this the same time while i speak one track mind actually you can speak yeah you can speak so we we have you what we've been polling people yes thank you We've been polling. Yeah, we've people. been polling people and we've been trying to get insights on topics that we're going to be covering. And so Ashley dropped one today and it's actually what our topic is about. I did. We are going to really dive deep into this topic. So I went ahead and I was like, you know what? Let's see what our listeners think about all of this. So I asked them, what was your biggest hurdle or situation that came out of creating your wedding guest list because Chris, you know, this is like the absolute most dreadful part of wedding planning. Mm-hmm. You probably remember that even from planning your wedding. Oh my god, It's awful. It was a pain. So I knew it was, it was so you, bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. So I knew when doing this topic that like people are going to have thoughts on this. People are so going oh, to have sure. experiences. So we went ahead and pulled on our Instagram. If you're not following us, do it. Cause we will continue to just get your input. And we actually got responses from so many people. We want to go ahead and thank the users and listeners who contributed to this poll. And so thank you to Grace, Jessica, Susan, Maria, Becca, Abby, Ryan, Madeline, Michaela, Andrea, Megan, Nicole, Haley, and Sydney for participating this week. It's really so great to see where you guys are at, where your head is whenever we're talking about these topics. So whenever we asked this question, what hurdles... You guys the bomb. Thank you. Yeah. What hurdles do you have with creating your guest list? What hurdles did you have? We noticed two common themes, both actually circling around anxiety. And Chris, I can you define anxiety for our listeners? Yeah, so this is something, so this is going back to, we always want to give this disclaimer, we are not professionals. Uh, We are people who value conversations surrounding mental health, have read articles, books, blogs, listen to podcasts, and so we are not professionals uh, by any means. So when we were defining anxiety, we didn't want to just go Google it and find it somewhere on Google. So we reached out um, to a therapist that's in Lara Lara and I's life, it's actually Laris therapist, her name is Rachel, and we asked her, hey, how would you define anxiety? And here's what she said. I'm going to go ahead and read her words. She says, according to to the DSM-5, which that's the American Psychiatric Association, she says, fear is the emotional response to real or perceived imminent fear, whereas anxiety is anticipation of future threat. Obviously, these two states overlap, but they also differ with fear more often associated with surges of nervous system arousal necessary for fight or flight, thoughts of imminent danger, and escape behaviors, and anxiety more often associated with muscle tension and vigilance in preparation for future danger and cautious or avoidant behaviors. She says, so to make this very simple, uh, anxiety is the tension and over-focusing on anticipated negative outcomes. 
That's why it involves both physical sensations uh, and thoughts about bad happenings. So the physical sensa- sensations, muscle muscle tension, that kind of thing. Um, and anyway, so basically, it anxiety is is the over focusing on um, things that might happen, things that could potentially happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, I totally, I think that's a really great sum up of what it feels like. And as someone who suffers from anxiety and has suffered from anxiety for a very, very long time, I think that's hits the nail on the head. It's so interesting to me too, because it's, it's something that starts like in the mind, but then also triggers a nervous system response, like the fight or flight response in us. So then literally our body has these it's like flooded with chemicals and this whole chain reaction has started so we have to do something we can fight or flight we can engage in conflict or we can run away from it so sometimes when i get anxious i don't run away it depends uh, like if i'm anxious about something and i'm on edge and lara comes up to me she says something oftentimes she's the re- she like receives a very harsh or abrasive reaction from me she didn't do anything wrong Nothing at all. She's the sweetest human ever. But because I am in this state, I'm just like, sometimes we'll engage. If it's with other people, people that are not as close to me, maybe I'll pull away. But unfortunately for my wife, for my kids, for people that you know are very close to us, it's that fight nature. And so it was really interesting to hear that that's what's going on inside of my body when I'm like experiencing anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. And these couples, our listeners, the things that they're worried about with this wedding, with wedding planning, they can probably relate to how not only is this anxiety festering in their mind, but they are feeling a change in their body. Like their heart rate increases, they start to sweat, they start to, mm-hmm. you know, panic. It's a lot, a lot of it's in the heart, but like I know whenever yeah. I feel it, it's always like in my hands and I, when planning my wedding and deciding on all of the little nitty gritty parts of it, I just would become irritable and like all of these other things would come from the source of being anxious. So, yeah. Uh, And the main takeaway that we want you to walk away with as a listener is that, you know, a lot of the root of anxiety comes from a a fear of like something that could potentially happen. It's this awareness of imminent danger or this awareness of losing control or an awareness of like, hey, this thing might happen. So it's not something that has happened, and it also doesn't mean that it won't happen, but you're existing in this, you're existing in this state where um, something might happen. And so your, your body is preparing for that thing to potentially be a reality so you can either tackle it head on or run away from it. And so um, that's what we wanted you to walk away with. Yeah, and so with the all of the frustrations and worries and hurdles that people, listeners, brides, grooms deal with when creating their guest list, they, it boils down to being either an internal anxiety or an external anxiety. Chris, will you clarify that for our listeners, what the difference between internal and external anxiety that as we define it is? Yeah, so when we're talking about this, I would say that an internal anxiety is is um, this potential reality, this potential situation that could happen that you've created, something that has resonated or started from within you, maybe is a fear that exists in you. When we're talking about external anxieties, it's other people bringing potential situations or fears to you that uh, that you're going to have to deal with. I'm going to start over there. Okay. 
I don't know what the heck that was. Sterling, you know you can't come down here, dude. He ran down here, kicked a pirate ship, did a parkour, and then ran back upstairs. Okay. He wants attention, Dad. Yeah, yeah, he does. 28 minutes. Okay. So I would say that the difference between internal anxieties and external anxieties is this. An internal anxiety starts out within you. It's this fear that you have that someone else hasn't brought to you. It's one that's started in you and begin to grow in you. Um, It's not influenced by others. It's influenced by you and your fear. So they start within you. An external anxiety, we would say, is something that originates outside of you. So that could come from a parent, a friend, uh, anyone like that, uh, maybe a potential, in this situation, um, guest that's going to be coming, and there are situations that someone else is bringing to you that involve others. So does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I can internal, I external? completely agree with that. And so some of these internal, let's go with internal anxieties first then. Some of these internal anxieties that are your own, like Chris said, they exist within you, might be wanting a small wedding, but you are afraid you're going to hurt people's feelings and dealing with the anxiety of letting people down. We had two of our listeners say, you and your fiance's guest list not equally matching up. This, I think, is both an internal and an external anxiety because you might be feeling like, oh, I feel like... I'm nervous that he or she are is going to feel less than because I might have a bigger guest list than they do. Or it could be external because it could be your parents or whoever's paying. Or even your, you know, fiance, like they're bringing it up. Yeah. And they're you know. bringing the anxiety to you. So it could be one or the other. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of other internal anxieties is how many people do I want to invite? How big of a wedding do I want? Do like that anxiety comes from size of your wedding and how do I cut it down of course that's a big one yeah because where do you draw the line and boundaries will people RSVP then for more people than are on the invite and like basically let's say you're just inviting the parents like will they actually RSVP for their kids and then I'll have to deal with that confrontation and how do I be clear right so, so those yeah. are and so these yeah. are all these are all anxieties that can start within yourself. They're all anxieties that you know no one's bringing to you. You are bringing to yourself, or they're starting. I like I like to use the phrase "growing." They they begin to grow in yeah. you, and then you decide like, am I going to give it more attention? Am I going to water it? Ooh, that's a good illustration. That's a that really good about. illustration. I like that. I'm gonna mark that down. We can talk about it later. And so those are the internal anxieties, maybe some external ones. And remember, these are the ones that other people are bringing to you. Um, But here are some ones that we heard from people, older generation thinking that you need to invite everyone to your wedding. And this is the thing, like grandparents, parents, they feel like you need to invite everyone uh, or hilariously stopping your parents from inviting everyone that they've ever come into contact with, like someone they met at a bar or the the mailman or, you know, something <laughs> like that. And so those are, uh, that's an example of one, parents inviting their people, people being upset that they're not invited, seating charts and who to sit together. All of these things are external anxieties and problems that can be brought. And if we're honest, um, Ashley, who are these normally coming from? Parents. 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 But also understandably, and I'm going to just play devil's advocate, I think. 
parents a lot of the time, not all the time, are helping financially with the wedding. And so they do have mm-hmm. some they they feel entitled to be able to invite some they of their have some people. equity into yeah, it. Yeah, equity, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. They've they've got some skin in the game. Yeah. So all of these things, the internal anxieties and external anxieties are things that you worry about when you're working on creating your guest list. But then now we have this whole new ball game of anxiety that comes with every single person getting married right now, last year, 2021, maybe 2022, who knows? And that is dealing with the pandemic and right. how that's going to affect your guest list. You wonder, should I, I want a big wedding, but should I plan for a small wedding? Or I'm going to go ahead and plan for a big wedding, but how do I uninvite people and the anxiety that comes with uninviting people? And I'm just going to throw this out there right now because I don't want to forget to say it. She's pausing. (laughs) She's got a burp. Okay. She feels I I can't, I can't, I can't burp. I feel like I've said this already, but I can't burp. So when I have to burp, it's like I have to take everything in me to try to get it to release. Okay. She's got to focus. I do. Okay. So uh, guest list, uh, uninviting people. So when you're going to uninvite people, if this is you and you find yourself in this situation in the future or right now, people Mm -hmm. just want to know if they're invited or uninvited. So some of the copy that is on the internet that tells you how to uninvite people Let's say you send them like a little card and you're like, we're needing to downsize our guest list. We hope to see you soon. Like people are like, wait, so am I, does this mean that I'm one of the people invited or like make it so clear? Like they get it. Like we're all going through this. And if you have to cut their, your guest list down, people are not, they're not going to be like, oh, I didn't make the cut. Like if they didn't make the cut, it's probably because they like, they, they understand like there are people closer to you than them. But people, I've just been seeing this a lot. When someone's uninvited, like make it clear. You don't want to give them question. Like, am I still coming? I went to a wedding recently where some of my friends were like, am I still invited to that wedding? Like there's a new mandate. Am am I still going to be one of the people that are invited? And it was not made clear. And so they couldn't, they like let, were left just wondering the whole time. Like, am I still invited or Mm -hmm. so it was like really hard. So I think some people just want to yeah. know. They just they just need to know what's going on. And you might have some people, I mean, that do get upset and mad. But a lot of times, I feel like those are the people who are the besties, the people who are really close. And in that situation, you probably had to make a very extreme decision like, hey, this bad boy just got, you know, maybe you're in a hot spot and you're, the mandate just is only allowing gatherings of 10 and it's like the minister and the photographer are two of those people. And so you literally have parents and like a sibling and look at that, you're already there. And then you, who you're getting married. So in those situations, it's like the extreme of the extreme circumstances. Ashley, I know that you had some close friends that weren't able to make all of your close friends because it was just family. I mean, how was that for you, you know, going into it? Because I can imagine it was extremely difficult. Awful awful i uh, when justin and i planned our wedding we planned it with 13 people in mind and i believe justin and i are part of that 13 so there was yeah. 11 people we invited and it was parents and siblings and a photo- photographer and videographer yes so that was that made our 15 people and with that um, our friends did and our family oh my gosh Our family, I think, took it better than like family friends. Family friends were definitely like 
they've been dreaming for the time that I got married for as long as my parents have been dreaming of the time I got married. So they were super hurt. And our, my friends like begged to come to the, like, they were like, can I just like yeah. look through the window? And I'm like, I've got to draw a boundary. I've got to draw oh, a boundary. I've got, and just consistently, I was consistently saying no, like, no, you yeah. can't, you can't, you can't. Or I'd laugh with them and I'm like, that'd be so funny. But like, it's, that was a boundary that we made it. It was, it was a hard one, but we knew our why. Our why was to bring two of our family, like our two families together and being able to sit in that and be firm in that really made it easier for me to like have that hard no versus like I invited a couple of friends, but like the rest of the friends can't come That That was kind of harder. So we just yeah. didn't invite anybody. And, and that's, that's something that is important. You mentioned the word boundaries and we're going to be talking about boundaries in today's episode. And so, but we, we wanted to hit on COVID. There's no way that, uh, you know, the pandemic, there's no way that we can talk about this guest list anxiety and then also not address like probably one of the biggest, um, things that brides are struggling with because they don't know. I think in a, in a previous episode, I mentioned a bride who we like her, her, in her guest list had to get smaller like two times in a week. And then ultimately it went from being like 150 people to all the way by the last mandate in a week, three days before the wedding to 50 people or so it went from 150 to 50. And so at that point it's like, what do you do? And so, you know, anxiety like this again, it's not something that's like this far out there fantasy of something that's never likely to happen. Like, anxiety that has to do with your guest list in regards to the pandemic is so real and a reality that could happen. It, it, it could happen. But, and, and so we're not trying to say like, Oh, don't worry about it. Like that is the worst advice. I think you can give someone that's dealing mm-hmm. with this. Just get over it. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Move on. It'll be okay. And so, uh, we have steps that we're going to be walking you guys through some, some tips to help you begin to navigate this journey of guestless anxiety. I have one more thing that I just remembered with COVID. We also planned a reception during COVID because quote unquote summer, it was supposed to be gone. Right. And I remember feeling, yeah, we thought the heat was going to kill it. Like it kills the flu or like makes the flu lie dormant, but we were wrong. So with planning that during the summer, we had a relatively small guest list um, and in the scheme of like weddings, I guess, for our reception. And we, I remember being very, very, very anxious leading up to it because I was afraid of what people would think that I was still having my reception. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I remember there was like so a fear of like this judgment. That yeah. Would be like, like are they going to judge that I'm still doing this? Are they going to, and really for me, I was like, I'm still going to do this because I hired vendors. I'm a vendor myself. And so I'm hurting in this industry. Like all of my, uh, so many of my weddings had to push out and I am going to be accommodating and helpful for them. But I also know what it's like to, I don't want to be a vendor that's putting my like friends and other vendors uh, inconvenienced. And so I was like, I can do this and I can be safe. And so I was very adamant on like, we're wearing masks, we're doing hand sanitizer. We're going to do, if we're going to do this, we're going to show people that it can be done the right way. And we didn't have anybody get sick, which is, I solely believe based, basically we used hand sanitizer and wore masks. Like we wore masks because I ended up also getting COVID from my reception, but I got it because of the people that stayed at my house and I wasn't careful at my house 
but nobody yeah. else got it. So like that's incredible. Yeah, I remember I remember when you messaged me and you were like, "Oh my gosh, I just I you, I, yeah, I could tell it was so heavy on you." And I was like, "Dude, I'm good." Like it's amazing and I think you're right like it has to do with all the precautions that you guys took. Yeah, we so no I mean none not one of our guests got it. The only people who got it were people that stayed here at my house and it was awful. And like I'm You guys had a dope ass reception think, too. Even like, with masks, so right? Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. So and also good. no judgment for how anybody is handling this. Like this is a total mental health podcast where trying to advocate for whatever you believe is best and I'm I go back and forth constantly with myself on should weddings be happening should weddings not be happening I don't even know how I feel yeah. you know like we're we stand on two sides because we're vendors and this is how we make money and how like how we make a living to support our home and put a roof over our heads and without it we would not be able to live but then also like right. the health of people so it's like this just very strange dynamic to be in so there's a just there's anxiety all around guests are ang- or guests are not guests couples are anxious because they don't know about what how people are going to perceive either them going through with their wedding or them postponing their wedding some people are like don't postpone it that's dumb and then some people are like postpone it like it's just i feel so bad for them right now yeah and it's particularly, like we said, elevated right now because of the pandemic and everything that's going on. And so guest list anxiety was already a real thing before. Now it's even more elevated because of everything that's going on with the pandemic. And so here we are to help you. And we have some insights that we want to share with you, some tools. We want to give you some tools to add to your toolbox to help you um, with any anxiety that you might be feeling towards your guest list. So Ashley, what's the first tool that we want to So to walk you through what you kind of need to do to create a guest list in the first place, we want to get it out of the way as much as you don't want to do this. The very first thing that you need to do before you do anything else in this wedding planning journey is create your guest list. And honestly, I know that that's kind of the last thing that you want to be doing right now. There are so many other fun things to do, like you want to look at venues and you want to like pick your flowers and find your photographer and find your videographer and all of these like first steps that you're excited about. Like these are like sexy steps. Well, honestly, you've got to do that guest list first because your guest list is going to determine your budget and it's going to determine your venue. So let's say you create a guest list and your guest list has 200 people on it. Your venue needs to at least fit those 200 people or If your guest list ends up only being like 75 and you find a venue for 400 people, it's going to, your guests aren't going to fill up that space. So figuring out how many people you're going to invite is pivotal for every decision you make from that point. Because also, like I kind of touched on, it determines your budget. Each and every one of the heads that you invite is a dollar sign. And not that you should look at people in this way, but if you invite a lot of people, it's going to carve out your budget because you have to feed them. You have to give them dessert. You're there a head to allow to drink alcohol. So that costs money yeah. as well. Favors, invitations, paper goods, napkins, linens, like all of these things go into that. So that is why we are tackling this really early on in our podcast because we do feel like it's so important and it's so overlooked because it's so not a sexy step. Yep. And it's really not. And it's really, 
it's interesting to me when I think about this topic, this is honestly, like most people set the date first, right? They'll go, they'll set their day, oh, it's going to be this time. And that's kind of fun. You know, that's not that stressful. But this topic, this creating a guest list is almost like the first brick wall that you hit uh, when it comes to things that suck with wedding planning. Because a lot of times what ends up happening is mom will chime in first and be like, have you started working on your guest list? And at that point, you have family that begins to dictate what's happening. A lot of times it's mom that starts the conversation and you're not prepared to even, like you're not even thinking, maybe you're thinking guest list, but you haven't started working on it yet. And so then you have confrontation that happens. Well, mom says, oh, well, you need to invite this person or have you thought about this person? And you're just getting bombarded with people to invite yet when you haven't even put any thought into it. And so this is kind of one of the first big things that I think parents start to speak into. Mm-hmm. They start to speak into this and it begins to to get hard. So I, I just thought it was super interesting to note the correlation that this is kind of when wedding planning starts to suck yeah. is when you have to start making decisions about about like who's going to be on your guest yep. list. Because external, ang- I think that we can handle our internal anxieties a little better than we can handle external anxieties. So, and you're right. And I feel like the internal anxieties come later. Yeah. Like they don't, I don't know that they necessarily happen at the right at the beginning of the engagement. This is one of the first external anxieties that you actually might be encountering in your wedding Mm -hmm. planning journey. It's the one that when someone asks you, mom, dad, whatever they say, so how many people are you going to invite? Or have you started that guest list spreadsheet? You just like want to roll your eyes or put your face palm, your head to your palm and be like, yep. no, I don't even want to think about that. Like it's one of those, I don't even well, want to think about that things. Well, and here's the other thing too, is that you may want, and this is a very real thing, but that's not something like you can start the guest list, but you can't finish it until you sit down with your fiance. And let's be honest, what guy wants to sit down and hammer out a guest list? There are probably some, but it's not a fun thing. Not my husband. And so that's going to get dragged out because your dude or your girl does not want to do this. Like, it's it's going to be pushed to the back yeah, burner for sure. on this. And it's going to get like, oh, well, we don't have to do that right now. But really you do. Yeah. Like it's got to happen on the front end. Yeah. So Chris, should we? I feel like we need to make a little like PDF of this. Just just a little simple one. I think we should. I think we should too. I think too. we should. Okay. I'm going to. Which by the way, since you mentioned PDFs, uh, if you go to thebridalbreakdown.com, we actually have this nice, beautiful tab called freebies and if you go to that tab there are four freebies that ashley has created that are phenomenal they are so good and you need them in your life and this is where on that freebies page that this little freebie that we're going to type up about guest list anxiety is going to exist side note they are amazing but yeah i agree i think think we should should. as like i'm moving into the next one i'm like this would be really nice for them to be able to refer back to and not have to sit here and think that they need to remember it Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so, so next, next one. <laughs> so the next one. So Chris kind of led into this, but you're talking to your fiance. It's time to sit down with him because sooner or later you're going to be asked by your parents. So sit down with your fiance. Figure out what boundaries do you have for your guest list. Is it going to be family? Is it going to be family friends? Are you going to invite just friends? Are you going to invite children? What about your coworkers or extended family, aunts, uncles, cousins, how extended do we go? Everybody's family dynamic is so different. Also, how do you feel about plus ones? 
Oh my gosh, that's good. That's good. I feel like that's something that people don't think about. And I feel like your best friends, you know, maybe they're dating a new guy or a new girl and and they're going to want you know that they're the type of person that's going to want to bring a plus one. You might as well think through that and anticipate all of these, all of these things, kids, work friends, extended family, all of these things, you might as well think through them so that you're prepared and not caught off guard. Yeah. And if you know this that boundary setting, early. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> so you're exactly. Say. You get to the boundary early. You can finish that. Thought. Yeah. If you get to this boundary early, whenever you go to work after you've announced your engagement and your coworkers are like, I'm so excited for the wedding. You can like definitively be like, actually, we're not. Like we've had to make a call on our guest list and our uh, restriction, let's say our restriction won't allow us to bring our coworkers. But like, I'm so sorry. I Let's get together and like, I'll go have dinner because I really do want to celebrate. Or like, you know, just knowing that boundary ahead of time, right. it's not ever going to be an easy conversation, but it's better than like beating around the bush and they say that. And you know, we all do that like little walk away moment of like, yeah, it'll be like, so hey, yeah, yeah. Yo, oh my gosh, coming. yes. And I know that you saying that last statement that you said probably made some people cringe. Like literally like the thought of having to have that conversation is starting anxiety in them. But think about that. Is that an internal or external? Yeah, exactly. Internal anxiety, external exactly. anxiety. Um, and so yes, having this conversation, figuring out your boundaries ahead of time and all of this stuff connects back to your wedding why, which we cover in episode one. These all tie, or episode two is what it's <laughs> going to be, but it's all tied back to your wedding why and figuring out what you want out of your big day, why you're doing what you're doing. Your guest list should absolutely uh, play off of that wedding why. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, once you start to look at these boundaries or um, like, let's call them sectors, like your family sector, your friends mm-hmm. sector, your kids sector you can start to put these in little categories and start your draft. So it also makes it a little bit more consumable for you to be like, okay, now it's time to do our draft. We need to do our draft. And we're going to do this draft before we meet with our parents, before we talk to our parents. We're doing this immediately. So when anybody asks, yes. we're ready. So go ahead and start on that and decide who, what sectors are you inviting and then write down that family sector and write down everybody in your family and then write down that friend sector, write down all the friends, write down family friends if they're invited. Who are those people? And then that's going to create your first list, your first list, wedding guest list draft. There we go. Got it. And you know what? I, I was just thinking a lot of times I think moms actually do go into this and they're like, you know what? I'm not going to interfere. I'm not going to meddle. I'm going to let them do their thing. But then when they ask a bride, their daughter, their son, time and time again, hey, have you gotten on this? Have you gotten on this? Have you gotten on this? They probably feel like this isn't getting done. The dates, I got to step in. I got to help out. So imagine what that would speak to our parents by going, hey, I, I got this draft already. Like what? You have a draft? You have this draft? And so these steps, like we, we cannot overemphasize enough, like the importance of you getting the start and the jump on everything else so that you're in the driver's seat and that you're in control of the conversations when it comes to setting your boundaries, creating a draft, and then for the next one, initiating a meeting with your parents, both parties separate. That is huge. It's so, 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 Mm -hmm. so important. Can you imagine like a lot of times, here's, here's what ends up happening. So let's say a couple weeks has gone by, you've gotten engaged, mom or dad ask you, hey, have you got started on that guest list, guest list yet? 
If you have not gotten started on it, what's going to happen is, is they are going to control that. You're caught off. You're having to respond instead of you initiating. And if you have to respond, you're probably going to go on the defensive and you're going to begin to have some anxiety kind of build up within you. When you initiate and say, hey, mom, hey, dad, do you guys have some time next week to get together? Uh, we got a draft kind of ready for our, our guest list, and we just want to get some insight from you. You are in control. You are the captain of that ship, and you are running it. That may seem like a control freak thing, but it's really not. It's you allowing, like, listen, I'm not going to let these external circumstances go. I'm going to get a jump on this, and I'm going to be the one that is driving this. If there's going to be any anxieties that I'm feeling, it's going to be the internal ones, and I am the captain of those as well. Yeah. Well, it's also allowing you to, when you have this meeting with your parents and you're prepared with your list, you can also make your wants clear. So back in episode one, uh, two, I'm going to call it one for a while. Back in episode <laughs> two, it, it's titled Wedding Planning Freaking Sucks. We talk about your wedding why and why determining what that why is, is so important. And I feel like we're going to reference this episode so often, but oh, so much. it's foundational. So when you create that wedding why, you're able to have that meeting with your parents drive the conversation, make your wants clear, and then tell them this is why we're celebrating with a wedding. And that can allow them to like look at your guest list and be like, okay, this is why my child wants to get married. Is me inviting my coworkers lining up with what they want. And ultimately most parents, it's this is not all parents, I understand that, but most parents just want their child to be happy. Like yeah. And they they don't want to infringe on that a lot of the time. And again, I know this is not always, but if you're coming prepared and you're coming with intentionality to them, that's very hard for them to like turn their cheek to. Oh, 100%. And you know what? Like just just go ahead and accept the fact that your mom and dad are going to have opinions about more specifically, there there are the instances with the coworkers, maybe the childhood friend that you had, the neighbor that you had uh, 20 years ago that you grew up with that you haven't talked to in, in 15 years. You know, like, oh, you have to invite the Jeffersons. We grew up next to them, blah, blah, blah. But you haven't talked to the Jeffersons in 15 years. Um, but then there are the people like Aunt Susie, Uncle Bob, you know, Brother Phyllis. No, it wouldn't be Brother Phyllis, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these different people that are very close to you you're probably just going to have to bite the bullet and invite all of these like relatives that you don't want to. Um, now I say that, but I say that with the caveat. It It's a number one, your parents are probably maybe going to be contributing financially. And so you're just going to have to look at like, is this a hill that I want to die on? Do I care if aunt Susie's there? Like I probably should invite her. She's in the family, that type of thing. You have something you want to add? I do. I have something I want to add right there. So, one thing when I was creating my guest list for our reception with our mindset that COVID was going to be gone was no, I don't super care if my parents, like, let's say I don't know my mom's work friend. Let's say I don't know who she right. is. And I sent my list to both my mom and my husband's mom. And I said, I want you guys to add whoever you want to invite to this list with the disclaimer of knowing that we might ex we might clear it off and like we have like final say in Ooh. who that person is. But the reason I did that was because I want my parents 
to have a really good time. I don't want to be the only yeah. source of entertainment for my parents. And if that means they're going to invite their best friends and like now they are also going to have a good time, this is a good day in their life as well. Oh, this is so good. It, it really flipped the perspective for me. Like, no, I don't know your friend. And like, this isn't super relevant for, but this is how I felt when inviting them to invite their people. Like, I might not know this person, but if this person is going to bring you joy and it doesn't have to fall back on me to make sure you're having fun, that's going to take a lot of pressure off of me. That's so good. So that was another perspective to consider. Good. And I think that that kind of changes it. But this goes back to your, you know, your wedding. Why do this is one of those things. If you know, maybe your parents, like if you know, if, if no one else, if your mom or dad don't have anyone else there, they're just going to be all over you that night. Do you really want that? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. That's for you to decide. Um, but it, it's just so important that you get you get a jump on this before your parents ask you so that you're not caught off guard. And the last piece of advice that I want to give for this is to meet with both parents separately. So you the last thing that you want to do is get the parents together, I think, in one meeting. Because what if one set of parents... Uh, agrees and the other disagrees well now you've pitted the parents against one mm-hmm. another and and they may it's a potential for an argument that might happen there so just go ahead and nix that have the two meetings and avoid pitting the parents uh, both sets of parents against one another yeah and just like with all of our other episodes and little pieces of professional advice from the wedding perspective coming at these things ahead of time and prepared is only going to make your life easier and it's only going to make them feel included. Like they're going to feel oh, so much. included in this idea, you know? Yeah. Um, you got to think this is a hard time for them. They're getting ready to, you know, potential, like you are going, it's just another level of parenthood that happens. Like they are now, you're now connected and linked to this other person. You know, you are going to be, excuse me, Oh, sorry. <laughs> going to this person, like your your future spouse, your fiance, when you're married, you're going to be, they're going to be one of the most important people in your life. Um, in a sense, kind of even your caretaker, the person that has your back, that's looking out for you, that's processing big decisions when your parents were those people. And so this is hard for them as they navigate this, but it's also, it can be an enjoyable experience if you invite them in to the uh, doing these things. So like Ashley said, like, hey, why don't you go ahead and make a list? These people may not make the cut, but just know we want your insight into this. Mm-hmm. It will mean loads to them. Mm-hmm. They'll feel but again, you're in control of that. They are not. Yes. So once you've had these meetings, you've created this draft, it's time to refine the list. And this is where people, I got a couple of messages actually just now from people saying like, where do I cut it off? And if mm-hmm. let's say you that's good had all these sectors, your family, your friends, from the earlier step when you were creating that draft. And let's say it's too big. Like, okay, now which sector can I eliminate? Or let's say your friends list is like so many people. Like you have friends and your best friends and you have acquaintances all in this list. Let's cut this one down. And you're going to do this either with just full sectors altogether, X-nay them, or look within each sector and ask yourself one of these two questions. Although it's really just one question, but if you're having like a bigger wedding, let's say like more than 150 people, I say bigger, but that's just a lot of people to entertain. You're going to refine it because think about ask, well, this is like a lot of thoughts in one. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to say. Okay. You're going to ask yourself, 
would I feel comfortable going to lunch with this person tomorrow? So you're looking at that friends list. You've got some acquaintances and you're like, you know, honestly, I haven't done anything with this person besides drink out at the bars. I don't even know what I would say to them. Well, your wedding is almost like lunch with them tomorrow because you have to go mingle. You're going to feel obligated to like go and greet all the tables. Are you going to feel comfortable greeting that table of people? Are you going to feel comfortable saying hello to that person and taking away some of that very small four hour period of time you have at your reception to give this person attention or to give this family attention? So ask yourself, would I feel comfortable going to lunch with them tomorrow? And if the answer is no, do you want to give yourself that uncomfortable feeling on your wedding day? That's a way to refine it. Man, that is the biggest gold nugget if I've ever heard of a gold nugget. Like that is pro advice. Yeah. I don't even have anything to add to that because (laughs) that was just so good. Is that not? I would encourage uh, you to process that. Like, so what you're saying is, is that question is basically like your last line of defense. If you're stuck, if you don't know what to do, ask that question. And then your yes or no to that should guide you with if they make the cut on the list or if yep, they don't. Yep, it gives you clarity. And then like an, another one, because I had a small wedding and before we decided to have that small, you know, 11 guest, 13 person list or whatever, Uh, Mine would have been more like, would I ask this person to pick me up from the airport? Let's say you're having a wedding that's like 150 (laughs) or less. That's a different, that's a whole different ballpark than am I going to go grab coffee with this person? Would I ask them to literally go pick me up from the airport? And I'm saying this because like here where Chris and I live in Wichita, it's like a 15 minute drive to the airport no matter where you are. But when we go to Houston, it's like an hour drive to get to either airport or longer. And so I know that that's like the case for a lot of metropolitan areas. And would you ask this person to come pick you up from the airport? And so if the answer is no, you wouldn't feel that comfortable having them drive two hours to come grab you because you have no one else to get you and you don't want to like run a car or whatnot. That can help you with that intimate wedding and drawing the line. 100%. Both of these two questions are like, really, really, really good. And I I hope you're, you know, as a listener that you are adding these to your toolbox because I think that they will serve you well. And I think that they will help you make these tough calls when you're placed in those positions and you're trying to figure out who the heck do we cut? Totally. Good stuff, Ashley. Thank you. It really, really helped me. And this was recent, so it's very fresh in my mind. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, finally, I think what we all need to understand is With everything that you're going through while creating your guest list, planning your wedding, worrying about a lot of things, dealing with people who are worriers, if maybe you're not a worrier, there is just a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of frustration, a lot of anger with especially the current state of the world and what's my my party doesn't look the way that I thought my party was going to look. And then also a lot of fear that's all going on here. So... Chris, yeah. I think Chris I, brought I, something up and I think that it would be <laughs> great. Yeah. I So we've given you kind of like everything that we've talked about and the tools that we've talked about so far are the proactive things that you can do to knock out any potential anxiety that can creep itself in. But let's be honest, there is no foolproof method to ensuring that anxiety will stay out of your life. 
There just isn't, you know, but what you can try to do is you can try to mitigate that anxiety that exists by implementing a lot of the things that we talked about above. Now, when you do have those moments, when you've done everything that you should do, when you've met and you've followed the steps and you've done these things and anxiety still exists, which it will at times creep back in, you have a choice to make. You can, you can look at it and you can acknowledge it. And honestly, I think a big part of it has to do with understanding what you're feeling like, oh, this feeling is anxiety. This is, this is what that feels like. And once you can acknowledge it, you know at least how to go about it. And so here's, I'm going to give you a practical step to be able to, to deal with this. I could give you the, I literally found a list that was like 52 ways to deal with anxiety. And, but I'm just going to give you one that I found to be the most beneficial there. Plus this one, I believe I full, like wholeheartedly believe that this is a tool that you can put in your toolbox in so many situations in your life, not just creating your guest list, which I think is a big reason why this is the one Chris has landed on. And so I want you to ask yourself this question. What's the worst that could happen? So you need to figure out what's the worst that could happen. Literally. Follow up. Yeah. Like literally let your mind go there. Entertain it. Like a lot of times I feel like we stop ourselves mid anxiety and we're like, I'm just not going to go there. I'm just not going to let it happen. Everything's going to be okay. And you never allow yourself to go there. Well, think about it. Your the the response that your body is engaging in is like it's getting revved up and turned off and then you don't do anything with it. Why don't you utilize it fully? Allow yourself to go there. Go into fight mode, but with yourself. Like don't just run away from it. Like that is an appropriate response sometimes. In this response, I think you engage with that fight mechanism and you go, okay, I'm gonna do this. What's the worst that could happen? And let's say that the worst that could happen is for a bride right now is um, we have to go with the new mandate that is 10 people or less. Okay. And you, you see that. And then you ask yourself, how could I cope with that? And this is big because you're coming up with a solution. You're, and a lot of times when we experience anxiety, we don't come up with solutions. Mm-hmm. We just let it rule mm-hmm. us and dominate we us. Get in a thought spiral. But when you ask Yeah, and then they just trigger and it leads into so many other things. But you ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? You engage with that, you fight with that, you feel that, and then you you come up with a solution. How could I cope with that? And I think if you do this, it's going to allow you to utilize this mechanism that your body has already started up. It's like you're loading a program but then never doing anything with it. And so if you just run the program and let it do what it's designed and intended to do, it can actually be helpful and it can actually really help you. So that's what I, that's what I think the very practical advice would be um, to do with actually how to overcome anxiety, not just with guest list stuff, but in all of your yeah. life. Yeah. Well, if we go back to the foundational definition of anxiety, it's the anticipation of a future threat. And so when looking at this future threat, let's say a mandate of 10 people, you're anticipating it. And the anxiety is just from worrying about that. Whenever you do what Chris says, how could I cope with that worst thing? You're giving yourself a way that you would be okay with it. Or like if it happens, this would be the solution. And then you're like, okay, like I can live with that. So that anxiety is no longer going to foster and spiral and turn into more thoughts. And if you, yeah, if you, I just like want to hammer that in. If you don't deal with it, it is still going to live there. 
Yeah, and and I mean, and actually, I just completely missed an aspect of this. Uh, the question is is, I guess you could say, how could uh, how would I deal with it, or how could I cope with that? So, with the deal with it is you go into solution mode. There's still a coping that's going to have to happen. It, it's still going to have to have to involve you coming to terms with what's going to happen. And so then there's the aspect of that. So let's say we're going on with this example. Okay. My wedding is going to go down to, to 10 people. How do I cope with that? Well, uh, you know, we just talked to somebody that we kind of gave some advice about, um, feeling some emotions are, that was all kind of confusing. What I would encourage you to do is allow yourself to feel the sadness that comes from having to drop your wedding from 150, 200 people, 250 people to 50 people. If this is what you're worried about, mourn it, crack open a bottle of wine, crack open a beer, drink with your fiance. And I'm not encouraging alcohol to go, but if that's like, if that's what you want to do and it's going to allow you to do it, designate an evening, get it all out, journal it, talk through it, book a session with a therapist and have a talk therapy session over this topic. And, and like, you need to figure out how you're going to cope with this and have a game plan. Because if it does happen, you go, you know what? We plan for this. I know how to cope with this. I'm going to watch the bachelor and eat bonbons and order Olive Garden takeout. Like that's the plan. I'm going to run that plan when this happens instead of just like, scrolling on social media because you're so sad, which does not benefit you. Not at all. No comparison trap. Here we go. But with the, the guest list example, we saw this a lot in 2020 where our weddings that were like 200 person weddings got like completely canceled or postponed, or maybe they had a tiny ceremony and then they were going to reschedule their reception for the following year, 2021, making that happen. That was their plan. What's the worst that could happen? 10 person mandate. How could I deal with that? Well, I could get married anyways because I want to marry them and then postpone to have the party whenever it's safe. How am I going to cope with that? Or if you postpone it all together, so many of our couples are like, okay, it was my wedding day. Their friends like created parades. Sometimes I've saw that happen where they like drove by and they're like, it was your wedding day. Some people sent flowers and they still like recognized that original day. We had one of our couples say, can we use our engagement session or can we get an engagement session? But instead do it on our wedding, like our original wedding date to like honor that day. And then they're actually getting married. Yeah. Day. So like, there are just so many that's different awesome. ways that you can cope with whatever that worst thing is that's causing you so much anxiety. And in this concept topic, that's what I meant topic. We're talking about your guest list. What's the worst thing that could happen if your parents invited their people? Ooh, that's good. And then the wor- and maybe, and maybe you find out, Maybe you find out in that, like, that's actually not that bad. If the worst thing is, is my mom invites her neighbor who she talks to every day, and maybe she's not going to be bugging me all night. Maybe she's going to be talking to Thelma, and I'm going to be over here doing the wobble and taking shots. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So it just helps you get a perspective. And, like, writing all of these fears down also, or things that are stressing you out about your guest list or whatever situation you're dealing with in your wedding planning, Mm -hmm. can help you to also do exactly what Chris just did. You're like, well, maybe that's not a big deal. I don't know why I'm worrying about that. And you wrote it down. You got it out of your life. It's out of your head. List making is so vital for mental health. I did hear that. What was I'm, that? I'm pretty sure it could come. <laughs> okay. So we, I, my office is in the basement where I record 
And so the kids, literally, if someone's just walking, it sounds like doom, yeah, doom, doom. It's like doom, elephants. Doom. Well, they were like, it sounded like they were galloping. <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> it was intense. I've already gone up once and been like, guys, stop. Stop. I'm <laughs> Stop. Okay. So, so anyways. That's, that's it, though, yeah. guys. That's our advice for guest list anxiety. It's funny, uh, Ashley, because we were like, oh, this one's probably not going to be that fast. We still ended up being the exact same mark. time. Yeah, the exact same yeah, time. We've been around this hour, 15 minute kind of mark. So um, anyways, we hope that this information is helpful to you. Um, we're just going to, we're going to do some plugs right now. We're on Instagram. You can follow us at, at the bridal breakdown uh, on Instagram. We're on Facebook. You can look us up there. We're at our website. You can also contact us and reach us there. Um, but we just had someone hit us up today, right before we started recording. And um, this listener talked about something that they were struggling with that had to do with mental health and their wedding. And Ashley and I were able to, to, come up with this answer to kind of give them some advice and, and help them out um, with something that they're really struggling with. And that was just really fulfilling to be able to, number one, engage with the listener, someone who's struggling with something, and then provide them with some sort of direction. That, I love it. That's the whole I don't know reason that, that we're doing this in the first place. Honestly, yeah, that's the whole so, reason. We, we want to connect with you guys. We don't want this to be a podcast that's just this like you listen and you go. We genuinely want to connect. So please hit us up on any of those avenues. Um, we're going to have a PDF freebie of this that you can download. You can find it in the show notes or you can go find it on our website under the freebies tab. And um, if you could, if you would, uh, share this podcast with somebody. Tell somebody, hey, I found this new podcast. If And here's someone else. We've been talking about people who are married. And a lot of times, like I kind of wish like people could have started listening sooner. If you know someone who is in a serious relationship and you think that they're going to get married and you know that they're the type of person who is like already wanting to plan their mar- wedding before it happens, send this to them even before they're married. Please. It will give them so much of a jump start. Yes. Uh, and to be able to to help some things. Ashley, you got anything else you want to add? Just that we've been getting a lot of messages from people saying, I wish that I had this when I was planning my wedding. This would have been so helpful. Yeah. So I hope that you are in the middle of planning your wedding. This is something that you're going to be able to benefit from. And I also wanted to add that Chris and I are going to start launching Another episode a week. It's going to be a mini-sode. It's going to be a short what? little baby. Mini-sode. Mini-sode. What, what? So we are going to do so. a little question and answer segment. So again, pay attention to that Instagram. That way we can answer your questions in nearly yes. real time. Yeah, it's going to be good stuff. Yep. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We cannot wait to connect with you. Have a fantastic day. Peace out. Peace out.